Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hey, welcome to Israel and You. And we are living in very, very interesting days. And you may be asking, what on earth is happening? And I want to talk about that today. What on earth is going on? Well, you know, Peter, in the sermon on the day of Pentecost, he said, this is that which was spoken of the prophets. And so we are on the this is that moment. Jesus said in Luke 21, verse 20, that when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, you know that the time of the coming of the Son of Man is near. And right now, Jerusalem is surrounded by armies, Hezbollah uh, to the north, Fatah to the west, and then, of course, Hamas in the south. They have nowhere to go. So Jerusalem is literally surrounded by armies. Uh, The scripture says in uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25, that that the Lord is going to shake all things in the last days of time. So we are definitely in a time of shaking. It says in Psalm 102, verse 13, you will arise and have pity on Zion. It is the time to favor her. The appointed time has come for your servants hold her stones dear and have pity on her dust. Nations will fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth will fear your glory. For the Lord builds up Zion. He appears in his glory. And so at the end of time, the Bible says the Lord is going to build up Zion and then he'll appear in his glory. So we're seeing these events happening in Israel today that the Jewish people are returning after 2,000 years of being separated from their homeland. They're coming back. Uh, God is drawing them back to the land of Israel. And my story is that I was born a Jew and uh, my grandmother came to faith in Jesus. And so, you know, my, my parents followed in her footsteps. I was raised in the Gentile church and went to Bible school and then to uh, graduate school to major in ministry at Wheaton College Graduate School. And I really just kind of rejected my Jewish roots, my understanding of Israel in the last days. And in 2002, I'm a pastor of a, a large church, and I'm sitting in my office minding my own business, and the Holy Spirit just came into my office and, and just arrested me. And I came to the understanding that I'm Jewish and I sense that I have to go to Israel and find my family that my grandmother had been praying for. Her uh, mother's brother had escaped the Holocaust and had gone to Israel. And so I came out of my office. I said to my secretary, Cheryl, she said, what happened to you? I said, I don't know. The Lord just touched me and I was weeping and crying. I said, I've got to find my, my Jewish family in Israel. And the next day, she came into my office and handed me an envelope. She said, Pastor Free, I think you may want to read this. So I read the letter. It was from the Israeli government inviting me. All expense paid trip to Israel. The letter was in the mail when the Lord was speaking to me the day before. And so about a month later, I'm on a first class uh, LL flight uh, paid for by the Israeli government to Israel 
and uh, found my family after the tour the government had provided for 100 pastors. I found my family, and they heard the story of my grandmother who had been rejected by her parents. They never spoke of her again. And my, my dad's first cousin, he took out the family genealogy. He wrote my grandmother's name in the genealogy. He wrote my name in. He laid his hands on my head and he blessed me. And that started my journey back in 2002 of rediscovering who I was, my Jewish roots, falling in love with God's end time purpose of restoring Jerusalem. And so I was on a sojourn and in my sojourn, I met a man named Coach Bill McCartney from Promise Keepers. And Coach McCartney had the same exact thing happen to him. And so in a pastor's conference in Phoenix, Arizona, there was 10,000 pastors uh, in the meeting, and he unveiled his heart. God was showing him that it's time that the, the church and the nations restores their relationship with their Jewish elder brothers. And he, he told about what God was doing in his life, about restoring relationship with the Jewish people because Promise Keepers was kind of a break down the racial wall movement. And so he felt like we've never really built relationship with the Jews. Well, after this conference, during the conference, he looks up and he sees several hundred pastors leaving the auditorium. And, and afterwards, he got 200 letters by pastors rejecting his entire idea and they said to him, God has replaced the Jews with Christians, and he no longer has a purpose for Israel or the Jewish people. He di didn't know what it was. He went into his prayer closet for about a year. And when he came out, somehow he and I met, and he asked me if I would fly out to Boulder, Colorado, which I did. And we wrote a book together over a three-year period called Two-Minute Warning, Why It's Time to Honor Jewish People Before the Clock Runs Out. And this book discusses three revolutions that are coming to the earth. And a revolution can be defined as a shakeup, a turnover, or a change. And again, in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, God, God is saying, I'm going to shake all things in the last days. And I have a kingdom that is unshakable. And so there's one thing for certain in the days that we're living in, and I can promise you this, the one constant the future holds is change, shakeup, and, and, and a revolution is defined as a shakeup or a turnover. And Jesus is preparing to restructure and refit his church so that his end time purposes can be accomplished. And there's three earthquake-like revolutions of significant magnitude. These revolutions have already begun to shake the church. The shakeup is imminent. Things are changing. Father God has matured a God-fearing righteous remnant for this final hour. They've quietly served the Lord and his people. They are intercessors. They have understanding of the times. They are kingdom people who are longing for the appearance of the Lord. And like the miracle of the water, in Cana of Galilee, the Lord has saved the best until last. So you living in this generation, you have to know about yourself. Why did God uh, cause me to be born in this time of history? And it's because the Lord saves the best until last. And the king of creation is rallying his seasoned end-time remnant of saints to fulfill his eternal plan. And only those who are willing to pay the price will be able to stand in this dark hour in such 
a cataclysmic shakeup that's going on around the earth. The prophet Daniel speaks of this end time remnant of saints in Daniel 11, 32-33. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits, and those of the people who understand shall instruct many. So here are the three revolutions that Coach Bill McCartney and I, we wrote down in this book in 2009 when the book came out. It's called Two Minute Warning, Why It's Time to Honor Jewish People Before the Clock Runs Out. When we finished this book in 2009, I never dreamed that these revolutions would be sweeping through our generation so swiftly as they have since 2009. In 2017, I stepped down from a church I'd pastored for 25 years to uh, launch Israel Team Advocates International, a ministry that we go to college campuses, mainly evangelical college campuses, to talk about these three revolutions and, and what's happening and to try to change the notion of so many young millennial Christians who have rejected Israel and the Jewish people. So here is the first revolution. It's called the revolution of separation. And Jesus talks about this uh, revolution of separation in Matthew chapter 25. And he says that at the end of the age, that he is going to come and he's going to separate the nations. And here's what he says, Matthew 25, verse 61. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. I'm sorry, it's not 61, it's verse 31. And verse 32 says, Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer, truly I say to you, as you did it one as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. And then the goats on his left, he'll say to them, as you did not do it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did not do it to me. And he'll cast those goat nations into outer darkness. So the question is, Jesus is describing here a great separation at the end of the age in Matthew 25, verse 31 through 46. And the question is, who are his brothers? Well, his brethren, of the, of the brethren of Jesus are Jews. He will judge the nations on how they have treated his Jewish kinsmen in the last jet days. Jesus fulfilled the scriptures. And everything he did was to fulfill what the scriptures spoke about. And he's speaking about this in the Olivet Discourse, which is basically the spine of end time prophecy. Jesus, in my opinion, was the greatest of all the biblical prophets. And he was also the greatest of all the biblical theologians. So what Old Testament scripture 
is in this scene that Jesus is describing. Again, he draws everything from the scriptures. And it comes from Joel chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. For behold, in those days and at that time, when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I will enter into judgment with them there on behalf of my people and my heritage Israel, because they have scattered them among the nations and have divided up my land and have cast lots for my people. So what is Jesus saying in Matthew 25? At the end of the age, there's going to be goat nations and sheep nations who do not show mercy to the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. There will also be sheep churches and goat churches. Some churches will reject Israel altogether. Other churches will embrace God's end-time purposes in building up Zion. And in Joel, God judges these nations for dividing up the land of Israel. Do you know the nations right now, they are centered and focused on Israel. All they want to do is divide up that land. There was a roadmap to peace written by the U.S. State Department back in 2005. And it seems like every time I was in Israel between 2002 and around 2011, there was someone from the U.S. State Department there in Israel declaring that the United States, we are going to divide Israel to fulfill this roadmap to peace. We're going to set aside Hebron and give that uh, to the Palestinians. We're going to uh, divide up the Golan Heights and give that uh, to uh, the Palestinians. We're going to divide up uh, Gaza Strip and give that to the Palestinians. And then we're going to divide Jerusalem itself and into East and West Jerusalem. And so what happened in 2005, it's incredible, the last Jew was supposed to be out of the Gaza Strip based on U.S. Uh, force law. The last Jew is to be out of the Gaza Strip on August 29th at high noon on August 29th, 2005. What happened on August 29th, 2005? The Hurricane Katrina formed as a tropical depression in the Atlantic and it came right up the Mississippi River and divided the United States of America, the greatest disaster. And God says, whoever divides my land, I will destroy their nation. So he's judging the nations based on how they treat Israel. And we'll pick this up, this revolution of separation, when we come back on the other side of this break. We're in very drastic days. God is doing a great shakeup today. Hello, I'm Aaron Free, and I'm honored to serve as president of Israel Team Advocates International. Israel Team is a unique nonprofit organization that is changing the growing narrative within the Christian world that the Jewish people are illegally occupying the land of Israel. The truth is that God, the God of the Bible, identifies himself as the God of Israel, and Jerusalem is his footstool. God has given this land to the Jewish people as an eternal possession. Within the evangelical community's millennial generation and Generation Z, there's an alarming decline of support for Israel. Presently, about 70% of young evangelicals are unsure of Israel's right of their very existence. If this trend continues, we are going to see a majority anti-Israel evangelical movement within 10 years. Imagine future Christian leaders in America calling for the removal of Jews from the Holy Land. 
Israel team cares deeply about the future of American Christianity and is investing in the young Christian leaders of tomorrow. We work on Christian college campuses and church youth and college groups to make a difference for Israel and the church as well. We mentor pastors and church leaders and counteract the growing trend of replacement theology being proclaimed from churches across America. I'm asking you today to help us in this noble cause. We can change the current trend of anti-Israelism, one church and one college campus at a time. You can go to our website at israelteam.org to donate today and stand with us today. We ask you that you consider giving to Israel Team on a monthly basis. In the present exponential rise of anti-Semitism in America, our efforts must double to push back against this darkness. For your gift this month to Israel Team, we want to send you our new book, The Casualty of Contempt, The Alarming Rise of Anti-Semitism, and What Can Be Done to Stop It. Go to israelteam.org. That's israelteam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You, and we're talking about three coming revolutions that have already begun to happen in our world. And these revolutions are in a book I wrote with Coach Bill McCartney from Promise Keepers, Two-Minute Warning, Why It's Time to Honor Jewish People Before the Clock Runs Out. And so we're talking about the revolution of separation, that at the end of the age, the Lord Jesus is sending this shakeup, this separation between goat nations and sheep nations, between goat churches and sheep churches. It's interesting in Genesis 12, 3, God speaks to Abraham. You know the scripture well. He speaks to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. I will bless those who bless you and him who curses you, I will curse. Uh, The word bless, God uses the same word twice. It's the Hebrew word Baruch, and it means blessing. Psalm 122, verse 6, it says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Uh, May they prosper who love thee. So when we love Israel, when we bless Israel, God blesses us. And I don't know if that prosperity is financial prosperity to speak of. I I believe it's really spiritual prosperity that God blesses our life with richness uh, when we bless uh, the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. But then God does something interesting. He switches the words for the word curse. He uses two words. He says, I will kalel those who... uh, curse you. I will curse those who curse you. And the word kalel is the word contempt or dishonor. The word arar is fruitless. So what is God saying? I will cause to be fruitless. I will arar those who kalel you. So anyone that shows contempt or dishonor to the Jewish people, the nation of Israel, God will cause to be fruitless. And we see this happening in this revolution of separation. Those, especially in the Christian community that are rejecting Israel, that are pushing this theology called replacement theology that God has rejected the Jewish people, they're showing contempt towards the Jewish people, and God is causing them to be fruitless. Remember Germany. It was the strongest evangelical church in the 1930s, and it was the Christian community that was responsible for the Holocaust. Baptized Christians, Hitler couldn't act alone. 
Germany was a very strong church, both Catholic and Protestant. The great hymns of the faith came from Germany. A mighty fortress is our God. That hymn was sung during Nazi party rallies. Father Wilhelm Schmidt embraced the national socialism of the Nazi party. And he said, down the ages, war was always for the Jews, merely good business. While for the Aryans, it meant a terrible loss of blood. No honest man can any longer deny that Judaism wants to destroy us. To help ensure that this does not happen is the task and duty of every German Christian. There were 3,000 female guards in the death camps. These were baptized Christian young women. The Eisengruppen, they wore a belt that said, God is with us. It was the, these young German soldiers that went through Ukraine, rounded up Jews, and shot them point blank. My family was uh, murdered in a little village called Trostanets, Belarusa. And the last thing they would have seen before they fell into the pit that they had to dig their own grave, they looked up and they saw the belts of these young German soldiers. And it said, Gut mein uns, God is with us. It was a holy war of Christianity against Judaism. When on the night of Kristallnacht, the Nazis burned 250 synagogues in Germany and burned up all the holy books. They wanted to erase Judaism out of uh, Germany. After the war, Pastor Martin Niemöller said, Christianity in Germany bears a greater responsibility before God than the National Socialist, the SS, and the Gestapo. We ought to have recognized the Lord Jesus in the brother who suffered and was persecuted despite him being a Jew. Are not we Christians much more to blame? Am I not much more guilty than many who bathe their hands in blood? The Jews died because they were standing alone. They were not numbered with the nations of the earth. They were separated from from the Europeans uh, that were non-Jewish. With the exception of a few martyrs who gave their lives saving Jews, the majority of Christians betrayed the life into which they were called. European Christians willingly turned their Jews over to the Nazis for transport to the death camps. And there's only a few examples like Corey Ten Boom and Andre Trocme, a pastor up in uh, the hills of France, Lee Chambon, Sieur Leon, who hid Jews in their little hamlet there. They were French Huguenots, saved 5,000 Jews. But these were the exception not the rule. There's no record of any denomination, either Catholic or Protestant, that rose up to stand with the Jewish people during the Holocaust. Germany and all of Europe, they were driven by 2,000 years of uh, theology called replacement theology or triumphalism that taught that the church has triumphed over the Jews. And about 160 AD, there was a separation of the church from all of its Hebraic roots and a friction broke out of the Gentile Christians and they they broke out. They became jealous of uh, their Jewish fathers of the faith and they rejected uh, the nourishing sap of the Hebraic olive tree. And so what's happened over the last 2,000 years, there's been this separation between uh, goat churches and sheep churches, between goat nations and sheep nations. And interestingly, Germany today, less than 5% of Germans are Christians. 
What happened? The Holocaust was only possible with the participation of Christians. The Holocaust came neither suddenly or unexpectedly. It was the Christian church that was hoping for probably 30 or 40 years prior to Hitler that they could drive Jews out of Germany. And so what is happening is God has caused this revolution of separation of nations and churches. If they reject Israel and they curse Israel, God will cause them to be fruitless. And you've heard of the story of the canary in the coal mine. Early coal miners, they brought canaries into the coal mine because they were sensitive to methane gas. And when the canaries stopped singing, the miners knew it's time for us to escape out of this mine before we die. And so anti-Semitism is like the canary in the coal mine. Today, Jews in France are fleeing because of anti-Semitism by the thousands every year. And what God is saying in Genesis 12, 3, whoever shows contempt towards you, I will cause to be fruitless. So there is a separation going on. In Romans 11, verse 17 through 22, Paul the Apostle says, Don't boast against the Jewish branches. You were engrafted in. He's speaking to the Gentiles. You were engrafted into the nourishing sap of the olive tree, Israel. The natural branch was broken off. One day they'll be engrafted back in. But if they were the natural branch and they were broken off and cut off, you, the wild olive shoot, if you boast against them, if you're arrogant about the foundation of your faith, Paul says the root supports you. What is the root? The root of the olive tree, Israel, the, the, the prophets, the covenants, even the Messiah all came from a Hebraic root. So Paul said, don't boast against this root because you yourself, you'll be separated. You'll be cut off from the olive tree. And so what's happening today in America, we're seeing a sweeping revolution of separation going on right here in America. The mainline denominations, they've already been separated. Uh, and I won't you know, give you the mainline denominations. But right now there's a liberal branch and there's a conservative branch in many of these denominations. And the liberal branches of these movements have taken over. They support the BDS movement, the boycott, divestment, and sanction of Israel. They've rejected Israel. And there's a sweeping revolution of separation going on. They're, they've willingly rejected uh, the God of Israel because to reject Abraham's children is to reject Abraham's God. One pastor, an evangelical pastor who's a Holocaust denier, says that Christians who support Israel have repudiated the Bible and they are an abomination. Think about that. Christians who stand with God's people, he says they are an abomination to God. Another evangelical seminary professor says that Israeli Jews cannot expect to be planted as vines in the land of Israel. They cannot because if they try to stay in the land of Israel without being first converted to Christianity, they're good for nothing and should be cast into the fires and burned. Think about that. What he's saying is if Jews don't come to Jesus, they should be burned. And this is the, the hatred that is rising today within American Christianity all across the denominations of America. There is a separation that is going on. The separation is being caused by God himself because people didn't heed what Paul said. 
in Romans 11. So thank you for being with us. You can go to IsraelTeam.org and study our website. It's very educational. It'll help you. We'll see you next time. God bless. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.